0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second day of the Feast of Nativity. And as Saint Augustine said, our Lord Jesus Christ has two births. Two births. One is eternal, he is begotten from the Father before all ages, as we say in the Creed. And begotten from the Father doesn't mean that there was any time difference between the existence of the Father and the Son. Both of them are eternal. But begotten from the Father means the Son coming from the Father, not the opposite So that is the eternal birth of the Son Begotten from the Father before all ages ages. In the fullness of time, that is the second birth In the fullness of time, the person of the Son the second person of the holy trinity took flesh and became man and he was born in history born in time from saint mary the mother of god so yesterday and the day before yesterday the readings were about his birth from saint mary but list anyone believes or think that Jesus Christ is just like any regular human being, like any prophet. So today in the second day of the Nativity, the Church speaks to us about the eternal birth of the Son of God, that He is begotten from the Father before all ages as we read in John chapter one, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So in the beginning means before all ages, there is no beginning, there is no end. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So here actually, there is Emphasis on the divinity of the Son He is equal to the Father in essence As we say in the Creed One in essence with the Father Light of light, true God of true God As we say in the Creed But in the fullness of time He became man In the same chapter, in John chapter 1 St. John said The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth by Jesus Christ. So, with actually the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, a new era in the life of humanity started. This era actually is the era of grace, grace. Before the birth of Christ, there was no grace. The law was given by Moses. But after the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, as we say, law was given by Moses, but grace and truth by Jesus Christ. What does this mean? In the Old Covenant, after the fall of Adam and Eve, we born sinners we born with corruption we born under the sentence of this and then god gave us the law by moses and he told us do this and you shall live but if you break one commandment you are guilty of all and the wages of sin is death, so nobody was able to keep the whole law so the conclusion at the end, all humanity under the sentence of death and nobody was able to save himself, so all humanity realized there is a need For a Savior. There is a need for a Savior. Because we failed to save ourselves. That's why God the Father sent His Son to save the people from their sins, to save the people from death, to save the people from corruption but how? It is through the grace. In the old covenant to keep the commandment you rely on your own self, on your own effort, in your own abilities, in your own strengths and nobody was able to keep the whole law. But in the new covenant God came with grace. What is the definition of grace? there are three elements very important to understand grace the first element grace is a free gift that's the first element it is a a, a free gift otherwise we cannot call it grace it will be a reward if i earn the grace then it's not grace it's not a gift it is a reward the second element in grace it is given not based on our worthiness not because we deserve it, not because we are worthy the third element it is given because of the abundance of the love of God and the richness of his mercy so we can say grace is a free gift given to us not based on our worthiness, but based on the abundance of the love of God and the multitude of His mercies toward mankind. So, here on earth, you have two choices, either to accept the grace or to reject the grace. It's a free gift. If you accept the grace, this acceptance, has to be manifested in, in in certain actions. For example, if I, I give you as a free gift house, you need to go and sign some document. Signing these documents is not the price of the house. But this shows that you accepted this gift. So accepting the grace requires number one to believe in the Savior to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God number two to actually die with him and to be risen again with him because the man or the person who is born from parents is under sentence of death has corrupted nature so this person who is born from the parents has to die completely. Then he has to be born again. Not of flesh, but to be born of water and spirits. To be the son of God or the daughter of God. As we heard in the gospel today, but as many as received him, received his grace, did not reject his grace, to them he gave the right To become children of God How? How we become children of God Even to those who believe in His name Who were born Not of blood Nor of the will of the flesh Nor of the will of man But of God So we need to be born of God This second birth Is in baptism When we are baptized we born again, we are born again from the water and spirit and we become new creation as in the beginning the Spirit of God was hovering on the water and God created the whole world this way we also, we are created as a new creation in Jesus Christ in the waters of baptism Who are born again When we try to keep The commandment of God With our own efforts We are trying to gain Our own righteousness But When we accept the Lord Jesus Christ As our Savior As St. Paul said You who were baptized You put on Christ You put on Christ so now actually I will receive the righteousness of Christ as a free gift that's why the child after we baptize him he's dressed in white this white garment represent the righteousness of Christ that we receive it as a free gift in baptism also before the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, He told us, I will not leave you orphans, but I will send the Holy Spirit. And He called the Holy Spirit the helper, who will help us. In the old covenant, we were trying to keep the commandment of God by our own effort. But in the new covenant, We have the Helper, the Holy Spirit, to help me in keeping the commandment of God And we receive the Holy Spirit in the Sacrament of Chrismation As Saint Paul said, you are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit abides in you For example, if I ask a little child or a little boy to move this podium it's heavy for him, he cannot. But if I bring five, six persons to help him to move this podium, then this little boy, with the help of the group, he can move the podium. The commandment is like the podium. The commandment of God was difficult for anyone to keep the whole law. But now, With the grace of the Holy Spirit With the help of the Holy Spirit We can keep the commandment of God That's why St. John in his letter he said And we know that his commandments are not burdensome Why? Because I have the grace of the Holy Spirit Now I am able to keep the commandment of God Not by my own effort, but by the grace of the Holy Spirit But sometimes as human beings We resist the Holy Spirit And when the Holy Spirit convicts me of righteousness Or of sin Or of judgment I resist the Holy Spirit And I fall in sin In the Old Covenant Once you violate any commandment You are guilty of all But in the New Covenant The Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross, and on the cross he carried all our sins from Adam to the end of the ages as Saint John the Baptist said about him the Lamb of God who carries the sins of the world and he died on the cross to give us forgiveness of sins so actually there is forgiveness of sins for all the people, for all their sins, in all ages. Again, on the cross, God forgave all the sins, all the sins, for all the people, in all ages. Now it is my turn to receive this forgiveness. Like a father left inheritance for his children, they have to go and claim this inheritance if they don't claim it although there is a lot of money in this inheritance but if they don't claim it they will remain poor not because their father did not leave them anything but because they did not claim it how we claim this forgiveness god before his ascension He breathed into the face of His disciples and told them, Receive the Holy Spirit If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained So, in order to claim this forgiveness I need to repent and go and ask forgiveness from God through His steward Like, if I want to claim my inheritance, I will go to the lawyer Not because the lawyer is the one who gave me the money, the money I inherited from my parents, but the lawyer is the one who executes. In the same way, I will go to the steward of the mysteries of God, the clergy, admitting my repentance and claiming the forgiveness. So the priest does not forgive from his own authority. He is just like the lawyer who executes the paperwork to give you your inheritance. Then actually he announced, proclaimed to you the forgiveness, you know, that God already granted you on the cross. What about the sentence of death? Because wages of sin is death. Every time we sin, we are under the sentence of death. God left for us his body and his blood on the altar This is the bread of life As the Lord Jesus Christ said in um, John chapter 6 I am the bread of life who descended from heaven He who eats of my body and drink my blood will never die He who feeds on me will live forever This is the life-giving flesh. It is not only a living flesh or a living body, but it is a life-giving flesh. So when we approach the communion worthily, then we receive life. Death is abolished. And now we are alive in the Lord Jesus Christ. So in the incarnation of the Son of God He came with a new covenant, a covenant of grace Through this grace I become adopted in the family of God We became children of God Through this grace I have the helper, the Holy Spirit To help me in keeping the command of God Through this grace my sins are forgiven, and through this grace I defeated the power of death and now I am alive because my Savior is the life-giving, He he left for us His life-giving flesh, so those who eat from His body and His blood will not die, and now we become children of God in Him. He is the bridegroom and who are his bride All these sacraments in baptism I put on Christ In chrismation I am temple of God and the Holy Spirit abide in me In confession my sins are forgiven because there is no fellowship between light and darkness between righteousness and sin between Christ the bridegroom and a sinful person That's why these sins must be forgiven in order for this union between the bridegroom and the bride to be fulfilled. In uh, communion, I abide in him and he abides in me. So now I am hidden in Christ. I am hidden in Christ. So when God the Father looks at me, he will see me righteous, holy, holy. Saint, not my own righteousness But it is the righteousness of Christ That he granted to me through the grace When Jesus Christ came The Jews rejected him And continued to pursue righteousness Like the old covenant By their own effort But the Gentiles, the pagan world Who believed in Jesus Christ they receive the righteousness of Christ by receiving Christ Himself. That's why in Romans chapter nine and verse thirty, Saint Paul says, "What shall we say then? That Gentiles, the pagan people, who did not pursue righteousness, did not they did not want to earn the righteousness?" Have attained the righteousness. They become righteous. Even the righteousness of faith. Because they received the Lord Jesus Christ. And they become part of the family of God. Through the sacraments of the church. But Israel. Who rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. Pursuing the law of righteousness. They want to earn righteousness based on their own efforts has not attained to the law of righteousness. Then St. Paul asked, why? Because they did not seek it by faith. They did not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. They rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. But as it were, by the works of the law. They wanted to earn it by their own effort, by their own works. That's why they stumbled at the stumbling stone. So... Now we are celebrating the feast of And as I said Jesus Christ came by grace It's your choice and it's my choice Either to receive this grace In order to enjoy The adoption Forgiveness of sins The eternal life The grace of the Holy Spirit to empower me To keep the commandment of God Or, I reject the grace. Receiving the grace should be done by our behavior and our words. It's not just words. I receive the grace of God. But, because faith without works is dead, as St. James said. So, you need actually to show that you received Christ by your works. By your behavior By your repentance By keeping the commandment of God Thus actually We will actually enjoy the eternal life And will become in the family of God Adopted by God the Father And will become His children But as many as received Him To them He gives the right to become children of God Even to those who believe in His name who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Glory be to God forever. Amen.